A reading from When the Soul Listens, Finding Rest and Direction in Contemplative Prayer by Jan Johnson. Contemplative prayer is not necessarily a way to hear God, but a way to pay attention to God and enjoy God's companionship. It's rarely dramatic. Sometimes something will come to you and other times not. Especially in the context of Alexio Divina, you may indeed hear God address you practically and personally. In that case, you won't hear anything that contradicts either the letter or the spirit of the Word of God. In fact, what you sense will not only line up with the Word of God, but will often make what you already know more clear and down to earth than before. We often come away from contemplative prayer having sensed the wisdom of the good life in God and wanting more of it. Many times I have gone into such prayer not wanting to go the extra mile, let someone off the hook, or stop grabbing the credit. But God helps me move in that direction. I think this is because the process of contemplative prayer is one of surrender. We quiet ourselves and simply enjoy God's presence. Heartlifters, I'm so happy to bring you this conversation with one of my spiritual giants, Jan Johnson. I began reading the writing and teachings of Jan in the mid-90s, late-90s, beginning with articles that she wrote in a beautiful, powerful magazine that I just digested immediately when it came out called Discipleship Journal. And then I read her beautiful book, Enjoying the Presence of God, and then Living a Purposeful Life. I just ate all of her words and just couldn't get enough. So to have her here on this show is just really more than I can possibly bear, as you can tell in the interview, because I am so happy, so overjoyed, and trying so hard to focus and engage with Jan while I'm trying to take notes as well, because it's it's just a privilege to have her here with us. Jan is the author of 23 books, probably over hundreds of magazine articles. She's a spiritual director, she's an adjunct professor, and she is co-lead instructor for Dallas Willard's School of Kingdom Living. In part two of our conversation, I talked to Jan about her relationship with Dallas Willard, and it's so engaging and so enlivening, and you are just going to uh, enjoy it so much. So without further ado, I bring you Jan Johnson, and I just encourage you to get out your notebook and a pen because I do believe you're going to take copious notes about contemplative prayer. What is it? How do we invite that beautiful rhythm of contemplative prayer into our everyday lives? And Jan talks extensively in this interview about the role of the Holy Spirit. And it's beautiful, it's authentic, it's freeing, and most of all, it's heart-lifting. Sometimes the story we tell ourselves is not really true. Sometimes the story others tell about us is not really true. Here on today's Heart Lift with Janelle, 
we are going to learn how to rewrite our story. So pick up your favorite pen and journal, grab a cup of something delicious, and start your heart-lifting journey towards living a meaningful life. I was just talking to someone who is at probably one of the best-known colleges Mm. in our corner of the kingdom, and, and he talked about Whenever he would invite people to come and speak, you know, they, they would want to like have dinner by themselves or, or whatever. And he goes, yeah. Dallas, I would look around and try to find him. And he was off sitting down with some, some student. And I thought pouring out his self. Well, just listening to this. Listening. Uh. And, I just, and I just thought, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. He was a teacher. Would you say like, oh yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Above and beyond all. That was his passion was teaching. Um, And so after you met him there, how did you get to work with him? I'm just so curious if you don't mind. Well, um, I just kept showing up wherever he was going (laughs) to. I love that mod. I'm going to do that. I'm going to show up wherever you are. (laughs) I I wrote to him and asked him his schedule and he was nice enough to respond. And then I just kept showing up wherever he was. And I remember when he first taught on the divine conspiracy and and after that, I was so obnoxious, Janelle. I, this I is so good to said, know. And said, so you're writing this book. And, and I heard you talk about this and this and this in the Sermon on the Mount. I wonder if I could see a copy. So, you know, he made the copies himself. He put them in the mail himself. What? So those yeah, middle chapters of the Brian Conspiracy, I, by the time the book came out, I'd been reading them for five years going, oh, my gosh. Wow. So you had favor um, there, though. And then, so mm. then I really understood that. And then, um, how about that? That's then, amazing. Then there were students in doctoral programs who couldn't understand the book. Yeah. So a mutual friend came to me and said, Jan, we have to write a study guide. So that's when I wrote the Thank study God guide. you did. Yes. The Divine it's like War and Peace. It's just an overwhelming book. <laughs> and so then after I did that, then his wife, Jane, came to me and said, okay, so he's way over his head speaking engagements. Would you be on an advisory council? And I went, Oh yeah. Yes. 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 Sign so, me up. And so that was, that was really great fun. And, um, and then I just got to know him a lot better after that. Cause I was at his house and. Oh man. And, what a gift. Um, what a gift. Yeah. Thank and, you for bringing that here in, because I just think that I hope I can open up a whole new door of, of brilliance and spirituality for some of our listeners today. That what a great vision. Mm-hmm. That's my vision. We're bridges. We're door openers. We are. That's mm-hmm. that's what we do. Yeah. We're, we're signposts. Yes. You know? Yes. Over here. Over here. Right here. Yeah. Yes. Please yeah. look, look what Jesus did. Can you believe it? I know. That's why I'm just like not looking at numbers and all the things that, you know, are supposed to be so critical anymore. I'm like, I'm just not. I can't do it. Not doing it. I'm going to be that signpost. Okay. So I need to value your time here. You write something uh, in the book, When the Soul Listens, about variations and meditation and contemplation. I just wonder maybe, um, if you could speak just a minute on using our God-given imagination, because that is also something that I am really bringing to the table. Um, I recently just, um, when I was working on a Bible study that I'm just, uh, just so passionate about, 
uh, read that C.S. Lewis talked about baptized imagination. I was like, how do I not know about this? This is what I love about God. You're just, oh, I'm like, how do I not? I'm a, I'm a creative. How do I not know about this? So you write using our God-given imaginations. Just one little thought on that before we have to let you um, go. <laughs> well, you you look especially at a gospel passage, but you can do this with Old Testament passages. And you say, if I were a fly on the wall, what would I have seen, heard, taste, touch, smell, all of that? So, Janelle, think about the last time you were at a funeral, a memorial mm-hmm. service, and there was a there was a body there. Yeah. So here we are in a little town, four miles from Nazareth, where they just thrown him off, tried to throw him off a cliff. And there's a there's a corpse being carried out. And Jesus goes and talks to the corpse. Yeah. I mean, think of how you would have reacted. Think if you were a disciple. and you're cry, cry. Oh, my God. Kind of going off the deep end. Right. And what Mm -hmm. had happened is that he had no doubt overheard that she, that the mother was a widow. So there was no husband and that this was her only son. So her options in life were to be a prostitute or a slave. Yes. And there all the mourners are walking out with the corpse and the mother. And it says that he looked at her and he was moved with compassion. And so you and I would have said, oh, that's just so terrible. Mm -hmm. That's so sad. You know, and if we were moved to do anything, we probably wouldn't do it because it would be weird because this is a funeral. so weird. They and, already think we're weird. He, he looks at her and then he goes over and talks to the boy. And then the boy sits up and talks to him. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's just, I love that story because it really helps me worship Jesus. Yeah. You know, the whole Trinity and how they're at work there. Yes. He such unity. Because, you know, you know what I do is I go, should I? Shouldn't I? Should All the I? time. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, they and already I, think I'm weird. They already think I'm I, that. Or you're mystic. Or you're just great. Yeah. Yeah. By mm-hmm. the time I'm done, everything's over, you know? Yes. Um, and it's helped me with good judgment and some sensible and some yes. really quick. God, is this what you're, is this where we're going? Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Much more unhesitating, but, and then think, okay, this is a really cool part. So they're four miles from Nazareth, right? You better believe some people ran to Nazareth and said, you know, the guy you tried to throw off a cliff. Well, you're not going to believe it. Yes. This is what he (laughs) just did. And then they're in Nazareth. They're going, uh, why didn't he do that for us? You know? Yes. Um, but As you said, he he, nothing he good can come out of Nazareth, right? Well, they weren't cooperating. There you go. Thank you for bringing us back to that. Yes, you know, yes. And we have to cooperate. And yeah, so that's good. Jesus does that kind of thing, and um, I just, I just want to admire him for the rest of my life. Oh, I, I really want to meet that kid. I know. And the mom. I know. Exactly. What what did she even think? And the look on her face and the movement of the compassion that was in the air and the atmosphere, right? That he that moved upon him. Yeah. May we all be that 
aligned with our father's business, that we are cooperative and that we are prompt and respond in the way that he did, that we actually are that attuned and aligned. Yeah. And so when we use our imagination, you want to bring in the context. Yes. Bring in the geographical, Mm -hmm. the linguistic context, because it will just make it more real. When I realized that was only four miles away from Nazareth. Oh, gee, that did it for me. Yes, that's so true. So that's the word just keeps coming alive in different ways, too, when you. And I think that's a practice we might call Lexio Divina, where you really enter into the story. And yeah, we do that here. And I may. I may, I would love to say I will, but I'm not going to promise because I have a little grandbaby coming in the world. So I might be a little busy, but I think I will provide Alexio Divina of that passage and reading so that my, my, all of us can listen to it and, and, uh, good. Be what our imagination is. Go girl. I will. Jan Johnson just told me to go girl. I love it. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. I could just, Thank you. A big squeeze and a big hug uh, through the computer. Jan, you thank are welcome, you. welcome, my dear. Thank you for uh, continued faithfulness and blessing us with discretion and wisdom and all the things. Please, please keep writing and hearing and letting the Holy Spirit move through you. You're welcome. What a great conversation. So let's... Let's practice Alexio Divina in reading the passage that Jan brought to us in Luke 7, beginning with verse 11 through 17. Activate your imagination. Put yourself in the story. Notice. Listen. And see who you identify with. See what stands out to you. Luke 7, verses 11 through 17, from the Message Bible. Not long after that, Jesus went to the village Nine. His disciples were with him, along with quite a large crowd. As they approached the village gate, they met a funeral procession. A woman's only son was being carried out for burial, and the mother was a widow. When Jesus saw her, his heart broke. He said to her, don't cry. Then he went over and touched the coffin. The pallbearers stopped. He said, young man, I tell you, get up. The dead son sat up and began talking. Jesus presented him to his mother. They all realized they were in a place of holy mystery that God was at work among them. They were quietly worshipful and then noisily grateful, calling out among themselves, God is back, looking to the needs of his people. The news of Jesus spread all around the country. What did you notice? What spoke to your heart? Was there one particular sentence, phrase? Maybe you saw a picture in your mind. Where were you in the story? 
I'm going to read it again. And I want you just to open your heart and mind and see what the Spirit might say to you this time. Not long after that, Jesus went to the village nine. His disciples were with him along with quite a large crowd. As they approached the village gate, they met a funeral procession. A woman's only son was being carried out for burial, and the mother was a widow. When Jesus saw her, his heart broke. He said to her, don't cry. Then he went over and touched the coffin. The pallbearers stopped. He said, young man, I tell you, get up. The dead son sat up and began talking. Jesus presented him to his mother. They all realized they were in a place of holy mystery, that God was at work among them. They were quietly worshipful and then noisily grateful, calling out among themselves, God is back looking to the needs of his people. The news of Jesus spread all through the country. What did you notice this time? Where were you in the story? Were you a disciple? Were you in the crowd? Were you the mother? Maybe you were the son. What spoke to me was verse 16. They all realized they were in a place of holy mystery, that God was at work among them. It's that holy mystery. How do we embrace this holy mystery? Well, we come away. We take some time in the secret place to connect and to get to know the God who loves us so much. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and resources, please join the Stronger Everyday online community at JanelleRairdon.com. Always remember, you, my friend, have value, worth, and dignity.